Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 187. 187, and <laughs> as usual, we got a plethora of songs to uh, show all you guys, or maybe even you know about them. So this will just be like listening to the songs you chose on a jukebox. Absolutely. It's good stuff. A lot of new stuff. We'll get right into it because that list, it was long last week. It's going to be long again this week. It's just the way it is. Uh, so we'll jump right into it. There's a few on the 13th that we didn't mention last week. I'll mention this week real quick. Uh, Day Drinker did a split with No Restraints. Check it out. Both bands are great. Two tracks from each band. Uh, we'll be playing Day Drinker on the show in a couple episodes. I think it might be next episode. And going to be playing a track from each band over on Punkanoi Worldwide later in the week. Uh, World Be Free put out One Time for Unity EP on the 13th. Hiding from Humans put out radio EP uh, also on the 13th. All three of those releases uh, later this week, you can catch a track from or on Punkanoi Worldwide. So check those out. Uh, actually, same with United Against Society. Uh, they released UAS, United Against Society. Same thing. They'll also be on that show as well. On this show, Young and In The Way, we'll be talking more about that here coming up. They released Ride Off and Die on the 13th. Macnario released... Bandiera Negra, it's a single. A couple splits from the Jasons. They did one with Black Russians, and that released on the 15th. And they did one with the Queers called Unhappy Campers on the 16th. Also on the 16th, Habak released Ningun Muro Consiglio. That's an LP. I, I know I mispronounced the title of that uh, record for sure. But <laughs> Habak, H-A-B-A-K, go check it out. The Path released a lathe cut picture disc. That's what they called it. There's two tracks on there. Go check those out. Out of Order, great album there. They released Life Sentence. Uh, Prisoner, Choose Your Delusion, that came out on the 19th. Hat Rabbits, uh, yes. Hat Rabbits released Cognitive Dissidence. I had to check the date. I couldn't remember what the date was. Like, am I in the future yet? Nope, still in the past. Uh, La Inquisition released Tenebrae on the 20th. The Murderers released Murderers Slay Christmas on the 20th. Oil released Really Screwed Up, also on the 20th. Bearings released Hello, It's You on the 20th. Bricks and Mortar released Angels Single, that's on the 20th. Jiffy Marks released She's My Witch and Warning Sign 7-inch. Sponge, S-P-U-N-G-E, Sponge released Just Sayings Single, and that is on the 20th. 20th, if you couldn't tell, it was a very busy day, just like the 13th was last week. Refused released the Malignant Fire EP on the 20th. On the 21st, Hate Seeker released Let's Talk About Death. Terminal City Rats released Year of the Rat. That is a good one. A couple of the tracks were released a couple months ago, but they released the full thing uh, on the 21st. It's great. Check it out. Record Thieves released Wasting Time yesterday, the 24th. Asco released 8 Bits, 5 Hits on the 24th, also yesterday. Really cool. They did like the 8-bit sound like you'd get from, you know, like a soundtrack of an 8-bit video game. And they did 5 tracks. Uh, 
couple bands did that over on Horn and Hoof Records. They did that a couple years ago, which was really cool. But this one, they actually took the same concept with the music and had vocals go along with it. The vocals are re regular vocals, 8-bit music. Check it out. The Pagans of Northumberland just came out yesterday. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I got it already, so I will be listening to that later today. Looking forward to that full length from the Pagans of Northumberland, and that's a self-titled full length. Today, Senses Fail put out Christmas Has Been Canceled Due to Lack of Hustle. There's two Christmas tracks out there. Long Shot Odds on Friday will be putting out So Far to Go. Also on the 27th, Thousand Oaks put out, or will be putting out Hell is Empty. Been Out of Shape, Who Laughs Last EP. We played that last week. The 27th as well. There's a, most of the rest of these are going to be on the 27th. The Cavemen Euthanize Me EP. Vacant Rogues with Brother in Arms EP. Bipolar's putting out the Bipolar EP. Podium. We'll be putting out Podium. Uh, Self-titled there. Noise, their single Bass Rage on the front page. That will be coming out on the 27th. In Cold Blood is releasing This Has to End single. Field Day is releasing Opposite Land EP. Real People is releasing Life Without a Head. The Queers on the 30th will be releasing Save the World. On December 4th, we got a few of those already. Uh, Red City Radio will be releasing Paradise. The Moore Family Band will be releasing Missy. Retaliate will be releasing Four, and that's the Roman numeral Four. And Oily Boys will be releasing Crow Memory Grin. Crow Memory Grin. I don't know if that's supposed to be like Crow. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm looking to. Crow Memory? Yeah, <laughs> Crow Memory Grin. I don't know if it's supposed to be on something specific, but you can go check it out. It's going to be released on Static Shock Records. And there are other releases on the radar. I haven't seen exact release dates, so I don't know if any of it will be coming out in that window. But, Eric, anything you're looking forward to on that extremely long list? Well, I'm definitely going to be playing that Refused EP today because, because yeah, the Refused are such an interesting band. be interesting to see how their, uh, how their sound is developing and continually changing over time. Uh and of course, the noise record I'm really looking forward to. Just a single, but yeah. it's a really good single. Yeah, yeah, it's still a record. Yes, it is. <laughs> it it's come actually out on a record. It is on a 12 inch because Pirates Press did a super cool, like 3D looking thing on it. You got to check it out. It's really cool. So it did come out on right. a 12 inch, even though it's a single. Yep. And also uh, outside of the list, there's another band that I discovered uh, recently. They were like a. Uh, more on the realm of power violence, you know, crusty grind sort of thing. And they're called Weeping. They just released an EP, I Don't Hear the Angels Calling, which just came out on the 12th. Cool. So somewhat somewhat within the window. But but yeah, I just wanted to give that a shout out because that EP is like only uh, five minutes long. And it's got four tracks. Awesome. So, so yeah, give that a listen if you're into the heavier, crustier side of punk. And, and of course, the... At the very top of the list, the new Young in the Way album, but I'm not going to really talk about that just yet. I'm going to wait for the new song section. We are getting there. We're getting close. Uh, that Pagans of Northumberland, it is out on Bandcamp, but I think everywhere else, including hard copy, is not coming out till January 1st. So if you want to get your uh, vinyl, can't get that just yet, but you can on 
some of these other releases that, that been out of shape, you should look for it on Demons Run Amok. We played a track last week. The four tracks on it are so great. I'm really looking forward to getting to check out more from Vacant Rogues, which is the Rogues and Vacant Lot kind of combined as a band. Um, they did like a one-minute sampler, I think is what it was, video where you get, they played like small sections of a couple songs. Sounded cool, so I'm looking forward to that one as well. That Terminal City Rats is great. I love Bricks and Mortar. That single's really cool. Uh, they, they were going to be doing, I believe it was a split, and just didn't happen, so they've been releasing a couple of the tracks that they were going to do that with uh, throughout the year anyway. It didn't work because of COVID and all that shit. Uh, as some singles, and that Murderers, definitely going to be playing some of that on some Christmas episodes coming up on Punkanoi Worldwide. Eric, maybe he'll check it out and uh, decide to play something there. But after this week, because this week is Thanksgiving, and the track that we play on this episode's themed probably more towards the giving of Thanksgiving as opposed to Christmas. <laughs> but starting next week, you can expect at least one Christmas-themed track for the remainder of December and maybe even a, a week or so after. We'll see. That we La Inquisition, I ordered that LSM vinyl by way of Pirates Press. That's going to be here before too long, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. And I ordered the new Out of Order through 8UP Records, and that is going to be here probably all of those things, either over the holiday weekend here or the beginning of next week. This depends on how quick or not quick the postal services because they are coming from California <laughs> and uh, over there in Central uh, United States. I was going to say Central America because we're in America, <laughs> but <laughs> that, that doesn't have the right <laughs> meaning there. <laughs> we'll say this is Northern Central America. There you go, Northern Central <laughs> America. Uh, that oil, I just uh, I heard that this last week. That is really cool to full length there and came out on Contra Records. So Plenty of good stuff to be checking out. Uh, a lot of it on vinyl. A lot of great uh, labels are, are putting stuff out right now, probably just in time for the holidays, right? So get on the exactly. lookout for some of those. The Doug and the Slugs, I don't know the exact release date, but I ordered that. It's available. I haven't seen it digital yet, but it's definitely available on 7-inch, and that is also coming to me from LSM Vinyl with that La Inquisition so I didn't mention that because I don't know the exact release date, but it, I think it's already out. So Real Reality, 7-inch from Doug and the Slugs, too. A lot of cool stuff. Let's actually get into music. We've talked a lot about new music. Maybe we should play some new music. Eric, tell us about yeah. your new music. Okay, yes. The band Young and in the Way, they were yeah, they were on the purveyors of a black metal-inspired hardcore, and they have been a band for roughly seven or eight years I, I know it was somewhat under a decade uh yeah i don't know but unfortunately they did break up somewhere around somewhere around two years ago yes Maybe it was last year i saw that yeah, no it, it was, was 2018 i believe yeah it was 20 and i was confused because i saw that they put from you know whenever they started as a band to 2018 it was like 11 to 18 or something like that maybe it was whatever Either way, I thought, yeah. that's weird. They have a new track. Yeah. Yeah, and the release of this history, of <laughs> the history of this release of this album, it, they had it ready to go. They were, they technically did do a physical release, although it was limited in 2018, but they never were able to do a mass release because members of the band have been, uh, have been accused of, uh, uh, what is 
sexual assault. Oh. And and yeah, while it was never, yet yeah, they were never able to provide enough as evidence that can, you know, the alleged victims, they were never able to provide enough as evidence to convict them. So they went under a lot of, they went under a lot of bad press. They were not able to, they were not able to prove themselves innocent or guilty, but they figured that this was the way that, you know, let's just disband because we have too much, too much of a bad string on us right now. Okay. So, so yeah, the members, as far as I know, are still musically active and trying to get other projects into them, but that, yeah, but that delayed the release of their album. So they wait, they sat on it a little while and they just released it on the 13th. Excellent. The whole album, Ride Off and Die. And, you know, whether, depending on where you stand, you know, with uh, the members of Young and in the Way, whether you believe them or you don't, it's still a pretty phenomenal album in a musical sense. Because <laughs> there is a lot of, there is a lot of thrashing. There's a lot of bashing. There's a lot of uh, misanthropic lyrics, <laughs> and that's a uh, that was one of the things with them. They delve a lot into yeah, delve a lot into abusive pasts and uh, misanthropic states of mind and whatnot. And and yeah, you get the you get a lot of grind in there. But then you also get a lot of uh, hardcore sense, and that's why I chose the uh, that's why I chose the song "Ready to Explode." For me, the whole album is pretty solid, but "Ready to Explode" really stood out to me, and a lot of it's old school punk and hardcore sensibility, but also has an even blend of like uh, some leads that could possibly be a solo, but they also kind of uh, add to this add to the riff in the song in a certain way. Not really self-indulgent guitar work as you expect most metal bands to do, but but yeah, they're not exactly a metal band. They're somewhere in between. <laughs> and if you listen to Young and in the Way, then you know what I'm talking about. But for those of you who haven't, now's your chance. This is ready to explode from their semi-new album, <laughs> Right Off and Die. No! 
was. And some pretty, and some very pretty interesting music. And yeah, and, and in the wake of their disbanding, we're able to provide that for the, for their, I don't know, what did we call it? The swan song. Okay. Of the band. Because, <laughs> yeah, we, you never know when bands break up, you never know if they're going to get back together down the road, but who knows, maybe there'll be those, uh, those, uh, festival bands, but. We'll, we'll see. Those are some pretty harsh uh, accusations against them. Although they, although they posted about denying them, saying that they had nothing to do with that situation. Again, not enough evidence to go either way. It seems so. Listen with caution, I guess. <laughs> okay. Well, on a little bit lighter note <laughs> we're gonna play uh, a couple bands out of the uk a couple more new tracks first we're gonna play is hummer they're from warrington in the uk and they're on horn and hoof records on horn and hoof records they're gonna release how did i get here on december 18th but we're gonna listen to a track that comes off of that so early release that's about three weeks away if you're looking for that record and if you're not familiar with the band Hummer, they are two engineers and an academic. It's a three-piece band, and that's what makes up that band, is two engineers and an academic. We're going to listen to the track that Hummer has put out early. It's called Whiskey Eyes, and again, you will be able to find it on How Did I Get Here? Go find it on Horn and Hoof Records. <laughs> track uh cool stuff there i think that's pretty awesome you know you get you know bands with people like bad religion and you know even looking back at hair metal bands like tesla and it's not to say that because they have educations or degrees or something that it makes it any better it's just unique in what we do and listen to and again not better one way or the other but it's it's just something to i guess take notice of 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, other people, a lot of guys in bands, that's what their focus is. And so they go there. doesn't mean they couldn't have accomplished those tasks. That's just where their focus was. But it's interesting when you see a couple engineers and an academic, they did that and then decided, well, let's do this too, you know, after the fact. So check them out. It's Hummer. They're from Warrington in the UK. We're going to stay in the UK, but now we're going to head over to Bristol. We're going to listen to the band Cuffs. We play Cuffs all the time. Pretty much any time Cuffs put out something new, we're on it. Uh, yep. <laughs> I want to thank, uh, thank Matt for sharing his stuff. It, it's awesome. Uh, get Up, Get On is the new single. And I just shared the video yesterday for this track. It's cool, black and white animation uh, that they uh, got permission from the artist because it came out in, I want to say like 2004 is when this original animation, but they got permission, used it, chopped it up, and it goes so well with the lyrics and the tone of the song, I think, even though it looks like animation that was probably put together in like the 1930s. It's really cool. Get out there, check out that video, uh, just search Cuffs, go to Cuffs Facebook or Instagram and you'll probably be able to find it, but if you follow us, you can see it on our Facebook page as well, I shared it there. Let's get into the track and check out Get Up, Get On, this is Cuffs, they released it on November 13th, brand new. Just like that, it ends. <laughs> oh, man. What'd you think? When is cu- I keep thinking, when is Cuffs going to release a full length or an EP at least instead of these little plethora of singles that we can put into a playlist, no less. But, man, I don't know. I just want more. Right? But at least they are uh, giving me more because uh-huh. these guys are really fun. Yes. Uh, 
it, it's pretty consistent uh, on the singles, especially, y you know, in a year like this, people either have a lot of extra time or they don't have any time at all. You know, with, with lockdowns, it really depends on where you are and uh, what kind of time you can dedicate. And some people are able to dedicate a lot of time and others a little bit of time. And maybe that's why bands are able to... Because there's been several bands that have released, uh, you know, singles pretty consistently throughout the year, too. You get them, you got it. It's like, hey, let's get it, do it, release it. And it, it's really cool. And I recommend really checking out the videos. Because sometimes, for, at least for me personally, when I'm watching videos, I, I find that I, for the most part, focus more on the lyrics than I do when I'm just listening to music. When music's coming through, a lot of times I'm hearing things. And I'm always hearing the music that's coming by, but not necessarily always paying attention to what the lyrics are. But in videos, I feel like I focus more in on the lyrics, you know, to see, you know, my brain is comparing, you know, what do the lyrics have to do with what I'm seeing visually? Right. And yeah, I feel that same way where it's like uh, you try and give like a, I don't know, you try and give like a visual story right. to an otherwise audio-based narrative exactly i agree with you and i i think it's cool i think that what they were able to put together was really cool I, i've been enjoying some of the animated videos that i've seen the one that uh left alone did for me barrio the animation on that one was was funny i liked it uh this one obviously totally different l resembles more like 1920s 30s and so forth animation for this cuffs video and then just watching another new one that came out for Foreign Legion. And that's a kind of a foreshadowing of episodes to come. <laughs> but I checked out <laughs> the, uh, the Foreign Legion. She's a punk video, which also had some really cool animation. But they're all very different animation. I wouldn't, Other than their animation, they're not similar at all. But I love the stories that those particular videos told. And that Cuffs one, really great. Uh, just a great band there out of Bristol, and uh, makes it easy. If they put out a full length, you know, we'd probably play a single or a track here and then maybe one later on, but they keep just releasing singles. It's like, oh, they got a new track. Let's get it on the show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that makes the choice easy. Yep. We're always on the – yeah, we're always, I think, the first one to really showcase a new cuff song. Absolutely. That's a, we're going to go with that cuz I I like I like to think that too. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll be, even if we're not the first, we're consistent. Exactly. I agree with you. Let's get into some older lesser known. We got a couple of those tracks for you. Eric, what did you pick for the show? Well, I picked a track that was a little difficult to find and here's why. This is a band uh uh, this is a band from uh, Southern California, go figure, and they are a hardcore band. And they are one of the first hardcore bands, at least uh, later day hardcore, you know, and the fact that going into the new century, you know, 2000s into the 2010s, pretty much, that I was introduced to. Okay. <laughs> was, yeah, and the band is called Downpressor, and it's a, yeah, it's a made up word. You try looking it up on the uh, dictionary, it doesn't exist. You, it's just, uh, it's kind of a slang term. The closest that I found is uh, just the way, uh, you know, society kind of keeps you down and molds you into what you want them to be. So you have to fight extra hard to keep it from pushing you down or rather pressing you down. Okay. 
Yeah, so that's uh, that's what I got. That's at least what I get from it. But anyway, they had a yeah, they have a slur of EPs, and they release. They are still releasing music. Just last year, they released their uh, uh, their second full length, and yeah, and it's still good. It's it's straight metal tinged hardcore. They got a lot of got a lot of great riffs, and. And that's part of the reason why I chose this song, which came up from a, uh, which was originally released on a split EP with Creatures, which was indulgently difficult to find. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, they have some really underground releases. This is probably the most underground. They only had a couple songs on here, but the uh, the song that I chose was, well, technically it's two songs. It's the intro slash Dirt Cheap. And yes, I chose it because for one, it has an amazing riff. It just uh, builds up and it just draws you in. It's got this kind of uh, Pantera-esque groove to it. And then it just uh, slams into the main song. And god damn, is it, ca- is it catchy when it hits the chorus. Awesome. So so yeah, and if you are looking for the song and you can't, f- it's not on really any streaming services outside of like your YouTube or I haven't checked if it's on iTunes or anything like that, but there is, it does exist on their first, uh, on their first album, which is, I'm drawing a blank here, but I'll, I'll, I'll know after the song plays, but they have this whole song as a hidden track at the end of the album. Oh, cool. And yep. It's an updated version updated in terms of production style. So you can, you can listen to it there if you so please. But for now, here is the original EP version, intro and dirt cheap.
story this uh uh back uh what was it in 2014 uh there was a there was this big hardcore show it was like a uh, 10 bands uh five of four or five of which were on tour and then the rest were all locals it was going to be this huge uh excursion and but the original venue that they were going to play in uh I guess dropped the show or something happened and they were like, no, we're not going to have this show here. So, and that was the day of the show. So everyone was scrambling to find a new venue and in the heap of all things, all but two bands had dropped off. One of which was Downpressor, The other was the band misery just spelled with a Z. <laughs> and, but yeah, we still, they still managed to get a different venue and people still showed up and people still had a good time. And that was like the, I guess, the first uh, the first local hardcore show that I had went to. And uh, that was when I discovered Downpressor. I was like, oh, yeah, you guys are you guys are pretty awesome. That's that's so cool. I guess, yeah, so I guess I'm a, I guess I'm a hardcore kid now. Um, <laughs> also, the uh, the album that I was talking about earlier uh, for Downpressor is uh, Don't Need a Reason. If you listen to the album all the way through, and I mean all the way through, you skip that bout of silence at the last song, then you can hear this song, the re-recorded version. If you are, if you have built such an attachment to it in the few short minutes that we were on. So, yeah, do yourself a favor and listen to them some more. I don't think you'll be disappointed, maybe. <laughs> With music kind of moving away from CDs and tapes. I think that's where those secret tracks or whatever uh, were more popular. And, you know, you don't really see those. It was kind of cool. I was one thing, you know, like through the 90s and early 2000s, uh, curious to see what might pop up on a record or, you know, an album. And now yeah. that we kind of moved away, I mean, people will still put them out on CDs and still put them out on cassettes. It's just everybody puts stuff out also on digital. And you can just look at the digital because it shows the time on all tracks like oh that last track's like 12 minutes and the rest of the tracks are like uh, three minutes i bet yeah. there's something there <laughs> <laughs> I yeah i remember that I've, that was something that the offspring got away with on their uh 
on the Smash record and the Americana record. And even on Nirvana's Nevermind, I was just, uh, I noticed it when I was downloading them on my, uh, uh, on my iTunes, or I guess uploading the CDs anyway. And I had that exact same thought, just like, wait a minute, did they just have like a huge uh, Sonic Youth style jam session on this track that <laughs> I go and play it? Wait a minute, this is, this is blank. Did they just do this to fuck with us? <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. But you don't really see that too much anymore. Anyway, next track. The band is Big Spin. They're from Mexico City in Mexico. And (laughs) they've been a band since 1997. 23 years as a band. Congratulations to them. That's pretty awesome. Uh, They just released a new record earlier this year, January 6th of 2020. So it's coming up on a year old. We're not quite there yet. It's about 11 months-ish. But not there. But 23 (laughs) years as a band. New record this year. The the track that we're going to listen to that by the way that album is actually a self-titled album Big Spin. What we're going to listen to today is 1900 1900. Really cool track. Came across this band shortly after I did some uh Central and South American episodes over on Punkinator Worldwide. Came across Big Spin. So since then been looking forward to playing them on this show. So here it is, 1900 from Big Spin.
That is Big Spin, off of Big Spin, and again, that track is 1900. They're from Mexico City. We don't play enough bands from Mexico City. Eric, what'd you yeah. think of that one? <laughs> I like that. I had a nice little, I had a nice energy to it. <laughs> I agree. Cool track. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I like that band. You should definitely get out and check out the album. If you like that track, you'll like the other stuff. Uh, really good track from the band, so I want to thank the band for reaching out. Uh, one of the great things about doing that Punkanoi Worldwide is playing bands from all over and then other bands from those areas that I might have missed when I was trying to find bands to play on the episode. They reach out and say, hey, ch check out our stuff too. And so I get to discover more bands, just like bands like Big Spin, and then we get them on over here. So that was 1900, Big Spin off of Big Spin. Next, yep. we're going to play kind of a fundraiser. It's definitely a fundraiser track, but kind of a holiday track in the sense that the band Trita. Trita is from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We've played them on the show before. They released a cover of Tears for Fear's song, Shout. This track that they did is six minutes and nine seconds. We're not going to play the whole six minutes and nine seconds on the show, but I'm going to give you a good sampling of it here in a moment. But in 1985, I'm going to read you something that they wrote about the track, give you an idea of uh, kind of why they did this track and then what, if you like it and you can go help out, what it goes to. So in 1985, Tears for Fears re-released one of their most popular songs as a part of a benefit for African famine relief. And our reimagining of the Tears for Fears song, Shout. So it's a reimagining, not a cover. <laughs> I misspoke. We wanted to continue that legacy of giving, but within our own community. With the cold weather quickly setting in, the loneliness of COVID isolation, and the distance we all feel from our friends and loved ones during the holidays, the added hardship of hunger was an issue we wanted to combat through this release. You can find the official release of Shout, this track right here, on their Bandcamp page. So it's Trita, T-R-I-T-A. And where you can pay what you will uh, to download the track. And they're going to donate 100% of that money to Second Harvest Heartland, which is an organization leading the way in feeding families this holiday season. So I'm sure there's things that we can all do in our own communities as well. But uh, something that is specifically going to help out that community there for sure and and you're going to get a track right you're going to get a cover that Trita did which is shout they just released this on November 20th just in time for you know Thanksgiving and also the Christmas season you know all, that message there is really applicable to both holidays so that's why I say it is definitely holiday themed in, in the the point of the track so Without further ado, let's listen to some of this track, give you an idea of what you'll get and what you can help donate towards. The track is Shout, and the band is Trita. Shout. Shout. 
There's still almost four minutes left of that track. You got a sample of nearly, we're, we're coming up on two minutes and 20 seconds right there. So it's a cool track, cool cover. Uh, if you have it in your heart and you have it in your pocketbook, get out there and go get that track, help out. Again, 100% of that money is gonna go to Second Harvest Heartland. Great job for Trita. I like it when bands are out there doing what they can for their communities. I mean, the world, unfortunately, is too vast and too big. We can't help everybody all at one time, but we can always start in our own communities and help out in our own communities. And if we have it in our hearts and our pocketbooks to do the same, we can also reach out to some other communities like this one. So. Go get yourself uh, a new track for the holiday weekend and help out with that fundraiser if you can. That is going to wrap up that track. There, again, is still three more minutes of it left. Eric, let's get into some great cover-to-cover -cover albums. What did you pick for this episode? Oh, I picked a, a classic. I know how I said uh, Downpressor was my first uh, hardcore band I'd seen live and thus... Uh, Kind of put me on the road to uh, discovering that that type of similar music. This was a band that really cemented my love and interest for original hardcore music. And I'm talking about the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was uh, when I was 15, I was I was exposed to uh, that new school. This new school sound, I guess. At least it was new. It was new school to me, and the fact that, yeah, there were quite a few bands I was listening to that were on the metal spectrum. But I wanted to branch out a little more, and then I was like, "Hey, what about punk music?" So I started getting a little bit into into the bigger bands, you know, from the Ramones to Rancid, pretty right. much. And but it wasn't until I discovered the bands of the '80s. And I was just flabbergasted by the fact that you could write a song that is 30 seconds and it's complete. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is pretty interesting. But the band that I thought the most interesting was the Dead Kennedys. And yes, they are such a weird band that they and they really stood out in the spectrum of hardcore at that time. They didn't write a lot of just like straightforward you know, yelling short songs. They did have a, they did have quite a few of those, but most of their songs just had like these weird little, these, I don't know. They set off this vibe. A lot of it was kind of going off of the psychedelic and surf rock edge. And they were just implementing that through the filter of hardcore. So in a way they were still pretty artsy and nowhere did they get more artsy, at least in the vein of uh, the band itself with the album, Franken Christ, and and yeah, while it's while I have trouble kind of solidifying it as my favorite Dead Kennedys record, because honestly, Plastic Surgery Disasters really hammers it home for me. But I think on the scale of punk rock and hardcore and an evolutionary standpoint, Franken Christ is a bit more important. Okay, and and yeah, and here's why: just because you listen to it, you think. This is by a punk band, and yeah, it does sound like punk rock music, but what are all these other weird noises? Why is this song about five minutes long? Why does it sound like it would sooner be on the soundtrack uh, with 
the Beach Boys or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. And you listen to the opening track of Breaking Christ, Soup is Good Food, and it's just got this weird little this weird little space rock sound to it. And meanwhile, Jello Biafra is just uh is just satirically pointing out uh social like problems. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. But employment runs out after just six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I mean, that song is uh, funny in its own right. But, but yeah, in a way, they're not necessarily abandoning the old school hardcore tone, but just uh, playing around with a lot of other sounds and kind of evolving with it. And, and yeah, this, uh, this album has just got a lot of weird stuff. Even the song "At My Job," it just it's sung like a bunch of uh, 1984 worker drones. You know, I'm working at my job. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, even just little things like that. The presentation—they don't even have to use their lyrics. They just have to be like, they just have to give off a sound, and you know exactly what they're presenting right there. And. And yeah, they have like a wide array of uh, lyrical diversity in this album. Uh, but the w- one of which that stood out to me was the song Jacarama. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, they still like to point out the uh, the kind of jock major meathead athlete mentality that you had in high school, even though they're long past high school at this point. They still like to poke fun at the sociality behind it. And and yeah, in their in their area of parody, it's it's still some songs that you can't help but laugh at, with especially some dark humor. And this music itself, it's got this real swing vibe to it. Just kind of makes you think that they're going into a hoedown, pretty much. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know it's a lot to it's a lot to swallow, but you understand why I think this record has a lot of importance, other than the fact that it's attached to the name Dead Kennedys. So, if you haven't heard it, I'd really be surprised, but <laughs> just in case you haven't, here's a couple of songs from that one. The first of which being Jocko Rama. How about them hogs? Right!
injured, unconscious on the football field. Looks like his neck's been broken. Seems to happen somewhere every year. His mom and dad clutch themselves and cry. Their favorite son will never walk again. Coach says, that boy gave 100%. What spirit? What a man. But who cares? Game's over. Let's go get wasted, man. To the 7-Eleven. Liquor store. Jockorama. So Dead Kennedy, so that's a band for me personally. Like I've known about them forever, it seems like. Definitely since the nineties. And they were just a band that I enjoyed. There's a couple tracks. I just never really looked that much into them. But after you picked them this time, I had looked and then I was just looking in between tracks too to confirm, like, is this right? They only had four albums. They started in seventy eight and disbanded as a band in eighty six. They only put out four albums and one EP. In that window, there's nothing since. There's several compilations and live things that they put out, but not actual new music. And Jello Biafra didn't, you know, didn't get back together with the band, and they had a lawsuit and whatever. And after 2001, the guys that were in the band, plus various singers, and I think they've had the same guys since 2008. They've played shows and, and such, but they have not actually uh, made any new music as the band Dead Kennedys. They they play the stuff, but they only ever had four studio albums. Not that that's a small amount by any means, but eight years, four studio albums and an EP. But they were that was their their active window. When you hear their music, the context of it is what was happening between '78 and '86. A lot of it can still seem relevant, but uh, that's just something I thought about. Uh, that, that kind of stands out as that band because people will still refer to that band as, you know, very influential. And there's so many other great bands through that window that still play and still create new music. Not that they need to, they just <laughs> don't. Yeah, and in a way, I I can't confirm this, obviously, but I think that the the new era of Dead Kennedys, the one with uh, Skip Greer as the singer. Right. I think that they're kind of going for broke, saying, well, we have enough uh, we have enough recognizable music that people will come to see us play live anyway. But also on the same coin, I don't think they want to attempt to write new music because Jello Biafra, he was the main lyricist, and 
yeah, he was the one coming up with uh, all the crazy ideas and all the all the all the funny all the funny parodies in which he tried to implement a uh, you know all the social commentary or political commentary, even something as blunt as Nazi punks. Fuck off, right? Yeah, I I just don't think it could be recreated with uh, with anybody in that position. I mean, you will still have the music. They have the uh, the three other main members, you know, Klaus, Cispe Ray, and uh, D.H. Peligro, but they are not. But yeah, it's the music and the and the lyrics and just the and just the overall delivery, which is unmatched by anybody else, in my opinion. So, I I think it's great, and I'm glad that they still play because I'm sure there's people that want to see the music. I mean, people like yourself, where they stopped making music and they weren't a band shit eight nine years before you were born you know there was zero possibility mm-hmm. for you but you can still see them as the current iteration of the band that they are but i would think and again i don't know enough about the dead kennedys or those members but i mean two of those members started with the band their original members from 78 and dh Peligro, he started in 81 right so they've yes. been basically with the band the entire time and two of them before i was alive so I'm talking about before you were alive. Well, two of them started <laughs> in the band before I was alive, and one just <laughs> after I was born. And right. <laughs> if they're not doing something, I mean, I would have to assume that they do something on the side, or maybe that's that satisfies them. But I would think after so many years as a band, you know, '86 was the last new music that was released. So 34 years ago, you would think that they would have something that they want to put out, whether it sound anything like Dead Kennedys or it's under a different name. And maybe they do. Again, I am not familiar enough with the band members of Dead Kennedys to know one way or the other. Yeah. Well yeah, I know that the I know that there was a dispute in the eighties after uh, Bedtime for Democracy came out. And uh eventually it, the the broad end of it was just like uh uh, the salary in which the band was getting paid for the songs that they were writing. And yeah, I don't, I don't know the full details, but it did end up with the, the rest of the band not agreeing with Jello. So Jello parted ways. And then they were like, okay, we're just going to be done. But when the band uh, reunited, or also when the band did a, uh, a sort of re releasing their music into, into the new century, um, they actually kind of uh, dodged the uh, royalty, the royalty thing by saying in the liner notes, all songs written by Dead Kennedys, whereas earlier iterations of their CDs and releases would actually go track by track, and you'd say who was responsible for writing what. Okay. Yeah, that was something, and I quoting, I am actually quoting Jello Biafra on that when I met him at Punk Rock Bowling and had him sign a, a my copy of Frank and Christ. He actually looked at it opened up the CD, pulled out the notes. He says, okay, I can sign this. <laughs> and then he explained that the whole, the whole uh, uh, personnel to me. Gotcha. So any represses would be uh, the other way, wh- where it says dead Kennedys as opposed to the, the version that you have shows him uh, yep. specifically. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, well, that's cool. there's some bonus info that you may or may not have known about. Well, look at that. We're we're full of information. We're like a school of punk rock here sometimes. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're that weekly uh, college class, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Only an hour a week, everybody. Well, I guess only an hour and a half each week, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some bonuses, depending on uh, depending on what we have to talk about or who we have to talk to. But yeah, let's let's keep going with this album. <laughs> yes, one more track. <laughs> we'll be uh, we'll be doing a whole Dead Kennedys themed episode, which. Oh, honestly, it would be pretty cool. But we're sticking to one album right now. And the second song that I chose, this was the one that, this was one of the main tracks that really sold me on Dead Kennedys. And like I said, uh, Jello likes to fool around with a lot of ideas. He likes to get a lot of iterations and uh, play uh, plays on words and really makes stuff that makes you think. And this one was a bit more on the blunt edge. It's the song, the song is called MTV Get Off the Air. <laughs> and and yeah, that was something that a lot of people were saying. But Dead Kennedys were going at it in a different way, as opposed to saying "fuck MTV." It's a it, all it cares about is the popular music. They don't care about punk or whatever like that. Uh, Jello was going about it in a different way. He was saying, "Well, I really hate them because of their business practicum. They are a." They are basically just another business that is taking advantage of artists. You know, you got to be cool. You got to be a, molded a certain way to have your music video played on MTV. And they actually have lyrics on there where it's just uh, one of my favorite tin-eared, graph-paper-brained accountants instead of music bands call all the shots at giant record companies now. <laughs> and the lowest common denominator rules. That's just a standout lyric to me because he's just going right to the point saying, yeah, fuck MTV. Not for the reasons you think, but because it's just another form of a record label that's just taking advantage of the zeitgeist, pretty much. Right. So in a way, it's kind of like saying, yeah, fuck MTV, but do you really want to be associated with those guys? Are you really mad they're not playing your songs on there? You're just going to be another... Uh, another cash cow for them and they're just gonna milk you until you're dry and then throw you to the wolves exactly <laughs> so yeah that's uh and this was and this is not like uh down the road how people were like uh, say coming to terms with the fact that mtv was a terrible addition to the music spectrum this was right when mtv was really fresh so jello was calling them out on all these all these things when they were still in their fetal developmental stage when they actually played music videos still. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and even then, uh, looking into the history of MTV, uh, yeah, they did actually play music videos, but it was, uh, it was just like a small slot in which they did. The rest of it was like uh, their form of uh, reality TV or these little uh, game shows that they had up on there. Right. Music videos were, were just designated to uh, uh, post-prime time. Right. Yeah, it was pretty so yeah, it was pretty interesting. Even when they were starting up as music television, they the music was kind of a small fraction. And even when they played it, it was uh what was popular at the time, which was the hair metal and the glam metal and uh any band that sounded like White Snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until uh yeah, it wasn't until the late nineties when the Headbangers ball came on that it was like, Okay, we're we know that a lot of our viewers are metalheads. We're trying to expand our audience, but still got a lot of metalheads uh, into the, well, non-metalheads to become metalheads. But I'm 
rambling here. I'm getting off topic. <laughs> Let's play, <laughs> Let's so, play yeah. it. Let's play it. MTV, get off the air. the 
music is still it's one of the songs on this album that's more closely related to the classic hardcore punk sound you know it gets pretty fast but then in the middle of the track you have that little uh, bridge part which uh, leads into the ending with a trumpet carrying the melody <laughs> it's so pretty like, good yeah so like i said this album is very yeah it goes out of the box it gets pretty outrageous sometimes but what did you expect from dead kennedys really exactly <laughs> yep so yeah give this uh give this one a listen it's a it's a hell of an album and you get like uh, such an advanced an advanced spectrum of multiple music coming into the vein of punk rock. So it does still count as a punk record, in my opinion. But but yeah, if you want to get more uh, outlandish uh, style music like that, I wouldn't expect much from Dead Kennedys, but you still got Jella Biafra and the Guantanamo School of Medicine. <laughs> yes. It, it gets a lot weirder over there, I tell you. So maybe that was the way that Dead Kennedys was going to go at Jello and the rest of the guys stayed together. But who knows? Now we got two great bands. Absolutely. Sometimes that's a good thing. And on that note, uh, the album that I picked is the band Riot City Radio. It's an EP. Uh, but all four tracks are awesome. I know I did EPs. Uh, I've done some EPs, but sometimes the EPs just really good uh, as well. You know, easier chance of being better since it has, you know, three, four, five tracks as opposed to, you know, nine, ten, eleven tracks, whatever. But uh, the band uh, Riot City Radio from Plymouth, UK. I didn't intentionally try to pick as many bands from the UK on this episode as I did, but not all of them were. Uh, but they're from Plymouth. Riot City Radio, they released Anchor in the Storm EP on July 31st of this year, so it's also pretty new. Uh, but Tom Boutwood is awesome. He's in the band. It's a three-piece band. And he has also he's also currently in Dead Legions and Hard Wax. Those are bands that could be potentially also putting out newer music and have put out music recently. And he was also in the bands Arch Rivals and Hostile Minds. Hostile Minds, I think their last release was 2018. Arch Rivals still plays. Tom uh, did drums in that band for a bit. Tom sings bass. I mean, he does everything. And everything that he does is amazing. He plays in every one of those bands. I love every one of those bands. They're all so great. Arch Rivals, uh, definitely one of my favorites. If you hear the Hostile Mind stuff, it's all really good. Uh, this stuff right here, Riot City Radio, great. Uh, Tom uh, does bass, guitar, vocals for Dead Legions. And Paul was doing drums. And the Dead Legion stuff is great. Hard Wax, if you're into that Bob Rock kind of sound, Hard Wax is great. And then it leads us to here. And without trying to create a whole other essay before we do another great cover-to-cover -cover <laughs> album, I'm going to try to keep it brief. We've got four tracks. Let's get through them. Uh, two tracks are going to be from Riot City Radio before we get into our metal. So we're going to play the title track first, Anchor in the Storm, off of Anchors in the Storm, EP, Let's check it out. We'll see what you think. Here it goes with Riot City Radio. No matter where I wander, no matter where I roam, there's a place that's in my heart, the streets that I call home.
Riot City Radio. That's Anchor in the Storm. Awesome track. That track is one of those tracks that just make me miss live shows because every time I hear it, all I picture is myself at a show with the crowd singing that song because that is the type yeah. of song that is. Yeah, it really is. It's got that. It Like a lot of other Bovarock and uh, subsequent Oi tracks, they really harp on that huge sing-along moment. Right. They just like lock arms around shoulders go like this or maybe you're just uh solo and you're just raising your drink in conjunction with uh getting the melodies down <laughs> right absolutely uh definitely the same there riot city radio fantastic ep and uh i think tom just definitely one of my favorite musicians period out there just i love all the stuff that he does and just as you were talking uh, you know, when bands split or do side projects or whatever, you get a new band or a new material or a new sound. And even though uh, some of these have maybe some similar sounds, they're all different in their own right. And because of Tom and obviously all the individuals in those individual bands that he's working with, but he's choosing to do five different bands. So five different bands worth of material that he has added to and participated in. It's awesome. We have one more track from them. Let's get into it so we can get to our metal. But if you haven't checked out Riot City Radio and Anchors in the Storm, that EP, you should. This track right here is Stand Strong.
Just a great EP right there. Riot City Radio. Anchors in the Storm. Can't say enough about it. Four wonderful tracks. You just heard two of them. Get out there and check out the other two. They are great as well. Riot City Radio. I really like that band a lot. Eric, let's get into uh, some metal. Let's wrap up the show. We've been talking a long time on this one, so let's get into some metal so we can wrap this up. Oh, yeah. Thankfully, I don't have much to say about this band other than they're awesome. They are death metal, a form of death metal, which I really enjoy. And that it's uh, got its slow, drudgy, kind of uh, abysmal approach to it. In the same vein as uh, your obituary. And this is a band from D.C. that are called Genocide Pact. They've been... They've been around for the better part of this decade and uh, really cementing their, uh, yeah, really cementing their uh, heavy footprints into the ground, which also happens to be cement. <laughs> <laughs> That's how heavy it is. Anyway, the uh, the band itself they're called Genocide Pact, and and yeah, they are. I eat up a lot of uh, death metal, and this is definitely one of them. They have uh, an album called Forged Through Domination. And, yeah, they have some – they're one of those uh, new new school death metal bands in which they kind of uh, they kind of supplement some of their heavy moments in with, uh, in with riffs and dance parts that hardcore kids can really ascertain to. And – yeah, kind of in the same way that Gate Creeper kind of does it, and also a, a band that I found uh, that I learned about yesterday that I might put on a uh, future episode called Tombstoner. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just had to. I just had to say that because the name is too, too too funny to, <laughs> to not repeat. But we're not talking about them yet. We're talking about Genocide Pack. They have a. Yeah, they have a couple of releases out. This one came out uh, five years ago in uh, 2015. And and yeah, this is the song I think best implements that style of which I'm uh, talking about. We And it's a song called Desecration. Get ready to bang your head or fling some fists. Depending on what you want to do. You can do either or. And that's what's <laughs> great about this music. Excellent. Well, Genocide Pack, Desecration.
genocide pack. Packed. Oh, yeah. Packed. Yes. You got to make sure you get that. Genocide. Exactly. <laughs> Packaged genocide. Something like that. <laughs> good stuff there. Some good death metal. I'm definitely going in a different direction, though, with, with this one. Not, I usually do. <laughs> I do. I do. Come across some stuff. You know, I, I'm not as into, uh, you know, death metal and all that as, as much as you. And so uh, the way I'm coming across the music is a little bit different than you are. But this one was something that was shared out. Uh, a lot of the metal picks are because people know we play metal here. So we get a lot of, um, not a lot, not, nowhere near in comparison to the hardcore and the punk and oi and all that that gets shared with us but we do get some metal this being one the band is saving vice they released an ep called binary on october 30th right there before halloween they've only been a band a few years 2017 is when they started and they're from vermont i really don't know a whole lot more about them other than i dig the tracks that came out on the ep listen to some of the stuff they released prior to it's cool if you like this right here, you should get out and check them out. We're going to wrap this show up after this track. The band again, Saving Vice, The Simulation is the track.
That was the simulation from Saving Vice. Eric, what'd you think? Well, you said it was a bit of a different direction, and yeah, a bit is uh, <laughs> quite in the literal sense. Not too far a cry away from a hardcore-inspired death metal. This was kind of the opposite. It was like a death metal-inspired hardcore, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Had more of like a kind of a new metal groove to it, but still had these little, uh, uh, these new school metalcore vibes to it, and uh, didn't quite go in the way of deathcore, more closely to, more closely related to metalcore, but still though, had some, <laughs> had some amazing gutturals, some infectious riffs, and that, oh, that breakdown. Oh, that breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good track. When I came across it, you, you know, I try to get to every single email regardless. And even when I can look at the pictures that come with it, and I'm like, that is going to be way too pop punk for me. I still try to listen because a lot, you know, quite often I'm surprised. And I do like some pop punk. There's some pop punk out there I like. So I listen to everything, including all the metal and everything that comes through. And if it's something that I'm like, yes. Let's get it on the show. Here we go. Saving Vice. They came from Vermont. That's going to wrap the show up. I hope everybody enjoyed it. We had fun talking about a lot of the stuff on this show for sure. Uh, some great music videos and great EPs and albums to go check out. Bands from all over the UK, all over the US, uh, Mexico City. We were all over the place on this one. Uh, if you want to find more information, if you find the show, you found us somewhere, but you can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and at slcpunkcast.com. The band you can find at YAITW for uh, Young and In The Way. That's on Instagram. Also on Instagram, at Hummer Punk Rock, at Cuffs the Band, at Downpressor HC, at BigSpin.Official. I say it that way because it's one F, not two. At Trita Band, at Dead underscore Kennedys, at Riot City Radio, at Genocide Pact, Pact, P-A-C-T. <laughs> I want to make sure that's coming across. I don't want to make pe people sound like I'm saying pack, like a pack of wolves. That ain't it. Genocide Pact. Genocide, genocide Packers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> at Saving Vice, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you and what you do? All right, let's see if I can get it right this time. I am <laughs> on Instagram at scary no scary uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. Almost messed up there. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my band is also on is also on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official, and you can find us on Bandcamp and listen to our music. Maybe even download it because in a couple. At next week, Spotify. Why did I say Spotify? Bandcamp. <laughs> uh, I'm losing my I'm losing my mind a little bit here. The uh, <clears throat> yeah, Bandcamp is waiving all their uh, fees, and all money goes straight to the artists. So, if you want, if you find yourself in a position to want to download the EP or any anyone else's EP, that is the day to do it. December fourth goes back into the artist. Yes, absolutely. December 4th. That's the way to do it. Uh, so, yeah, again, anonymousslc.bandcamp.com. And also we're on Facebook at Anonymous Band SLC. Excellent. Yes, I got it right. You did. <laughs> That's great. Uh, you can find the rest of the bands on Facebook at Hummer Punk Rock, at Cuffs the Band, at Downpresser, at Bigspin.Official, 
at Tree to Band, at Dead Kennedys, at Riot City Radio, at Genocide Pact, at Saving Vice, and the show is at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening up to this point, listening to the whole show as it is. Eric, any final thoughts? Um, well, you can have this as a final thought. It was, uh, I'm kind of piggybacking off of what you were saying earlier about having to listen, listening to everything that comes through our way. And the, yeah, the way that I, uh, yeah, most, uh, most of the time, the, uh, the problem I come across is thinking, well, is this uh, too metal to go in the original punk tracks or is it? <laughs> Too punk to be considered a metal track. Where would I even place this? So, so yeah, just to kind of a, just to kind of go on that. Especially a lot of the music I listen to is uh, they're crossbreeds of genres, and they have the line so faded you can barely see it. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, just uh, if you're on a journalistic standpoint. Uh, I think about what bands this reminds me of and how would I genreize this band, even though it's not important in the grand scheme of things, you know, you just listen to what you want to listen to, but, right. but yeah, when it comes to putting songs on the show, that's how I kind of go about it. So, <laughs> so yeah, moral of the story here is, uh, don't get so hyped up on a genre, get hyped up on the band itself. <laughs> Absolutely. And on that note, we will catch you on the next one. Chris, play the fucking outro. Outro.